0: again Timberwolves fans are you ready to join the explosion of Timberwolves basketball here on episode number 51 of Timberwolves Explosion which is available on the com and on iTunes I am your host Joey Awajian I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show appreciate it very very much I'm also known as Paladino Joey so that's a little hint out there uh, today is Monday February the 22nd 2010. So it's 222 today. Ooh, uh oh, watch out. 222 today. As long as it's not 2, 2222 as well, then you really better watch out. But we'll leave that for another day. Again, welcome back to Timberwolves Explosion. Great to have you on board. Um, yeah, we have four games to review today. Four games to review today. All losses. Yeah, all losses for the Timberwolves, now five in a row officially, five losses in a row officially, pretty unfortunate. Uh, The Wolves, of course, did make a trade, and no, it was not for Tyrus Thomas, but it was for another center, who you could say has underachieved in his career, but you never know, could blossom with the Wolves, you never know, probably not to all-star status or anything like that, (laughs) yeah, you you better save that right there, folks, right at about a minute 50 into the show. If Darko Milicic becomes an All-Star, oh, then you can then I could really be eating crow if you save that, right? If you cut it and save it, so to speak, on your uh, audio program. Yeah, anyhow. Yeah, that's, we're going to talk about that trade a little bit. Uh, mostly going to, yeah, we're going to do the game reviews, and I'll kind of talk about the trade as we do the game reviews, I guess, basically. Um, lots of trade wins, are blowing in the NBA. We'll kind of sort of get into that as well. Amari Stoudemire, not traded. I don't know when that guy's ever going to get traded. He's kind of like Allen Iverson. Remember how it seemed like every year he was in the rumors forever, and he didn't get traded, and he didn't get traded, and he, didn't get traded and he didn't get traded, and finally he eventually did get traded to the Denver Nuggets. So we'll see. When will Amari Stoudemire finally get traded? Will it be this summer, or what will happen? Will he just leave as a free agent after, uh, after next year? Because I don't think Amari Stoudemire... He's going to opt out of $17 million bucks with this new cap, Lumen. It's not going to happen. Amari is not going to get $17 million again. It's just not going to happen. He's not that good. In fact, really, nobody's worth $17 million bucks except maybe LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. That's about it. And even that's a stretch because $17 million is a hell of a lot of money. Uh-huh. Economy problems are not, that's a lot of money. All right. Well, I'd like you guys to... Uh, Follow my Twitter. That would be nice. for the. It's official. Well, it's not my Twitter. It's the Twitter for Tim Rove's Explosion. So it's not like my personal Twitter. It's the actual Twitter for the show. I tweet quite a bit. <laughs> I have uh, Twitter accounts for all three of my shows. Uh, this one is the one I frequent the most because the Wolves are my favorite team of all of them, all of the above. Uh, it is twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion explosion. Of course, the uh, flagship website for Timberwolves explosion is thesportstuff.com and we also are available on Timberwolvespress.com Alright. So thanks always for listening as mentioned more than once, but hey, I can never thank you guys enough for listening and please do tell a friend as remember during during the fan night last night it told me that there's a lot more of you out there a lot more fans out there that are Timberwolves fans even though the there's been quite a malaise among this team, so yeah, I know you guys are out there. Please tell, T V tell a friend, spread spread the word about this show because there's there's more fans than uh, it may have been it may be showing at times. It looks like there's like six fans left that are Wolves fans, but that's entirely not true. That was a pretty interesting game last night, really to say the least. And uh, the game itself was pretty cool, but to have no commercials and to interact with all the uh, the big wigs in the front office, especially David Kahn, that was just that was just really cool. So that'll be the final game we'll review, of course, because it's the most recent one and with a lot of Darko talk. Darko Milicic looked, uh, he actually looked pretty good, surprisingly. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, we're going to get into the uh, first game in the review. Right now, first game to review anyway. Last Tuesday, the 16th of February, the Timberwolves lose 108-85. to 85. Yeah, that does not reflect on how well the Timberwolves played in the first half, but uh, yeah, it just shows how poorly they played in the second half. And no, I'm not coming on this show to beat a team, to beat up on a team that plays hard. You know, because again, I was watching that yesterday on the show. Uh, how people say how fans go in the arena and beat up on players that work hard and all that good stuff. Um, the players do work hard, I know, but not everybody's perfect. And at the same, and I do understand. There's a lot of people that just kind of walk in the arena. Just to talk, uh, just to talk crap, really. Like just to make fun of the team. They're not really there because they care about basketball. They're just there to hang out with their friends and, and act like an ass, <laughs> or to be even more frank, an asshole. You know. And uh, I understand that. And those kind of fans piss me off because they're not fans. But at the same time, these games. I mean, when you look at the when you look at Kurt Rambis's face and hear what he and hear how he was talking. After the Washington game, that'll be the next game we're going to get to. And, of course, some of the stuff he said after this Detroit game, I'll get to the quotes here in a sec. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the coach himself is just getting a little bit pissed off with how this team has been playing of late. Uh, they play, they'll play well, and they'll just totally fall asleep, like in the third or fourth quarter. It's uh, utterly ridiculous. And that happened in virtually every game here. The Oklahoma City game was a little bit different, pretty fun game, but... Uh, it's getting ridiculous, and uh, Kurt Rambis looked like he was. Look, Kurt Rambis is starting to look like he's about to just explode on somebody. That's why we call the Timberwolves' explosion. It's going to be a Kurt Rambis explosion as well. Uh, the Wolves have won two games in the entire month of February, and those were the final two games of their first four-game win streak in a year or more. They are now two and six in the month of February, with four count them four games remaining in just seven days. Lots of lots of basketball coming here. <laughs> Four games remaining in February. Miami and Atlanta Tuesday and Wednesday, and you got Oklahoma City and Portland Friday and Saturday. So uh, lots of good basketball to watch. It's just whew, it's, it's going to be busy for this show too. Though lots of lots of games to review, and you look at March, it is jam packed as well. Wow, wow, there's a game literally every other day, literally except at the very for the last couple days of the month. There's a two day break. Oh, and I guess the very first week, there's the same situation. But, yeah, you get the idea. It's a pretty busy uh, three-week stretch, at least, right there. Holy moly, man. Yeah, that is ten games in a three-week stretch. That's a lot of basketball. It's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of good watching, even if the team isn't playing so great. You know, there's a lot of reasons to follow this team, as I mentioned millions and millions of times. And as the more knowledgeable fans will mention as well, not just the rah rah re kick him in the knee fans, which, hey, no offense. Hey, you, you guys are cool. You sell, I'm sure the Timberwolves love you to death. And if you're listening to my show, I love you to death, too. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And I'm sure the Wolves thank you for their, for your patronage and uh, for sticking with the club. And the players love you, of course, because you never say anything mean. But, you know, the more honest fans are going to get a little bit irritated at times with uh, the play. And get a little bit impatient at times because patience sucks. It really does. Yeah. See, even he says it. If he says it, I can say it too. Okay. I mean, that, <laughs> if David Kahn can say it, I can say it. Patience sucks, and yes, it gets frustrating at times. So, don't get too upset at me if I'm going to be a little bit critical at times here and there. Um, yeah, I'm not one of those ignorant fans that just comes, that just would come to a game and, and talks talk crap about the team, and just you know make fun of it anytime they make a mistake. What a moron! What a loser! Ha 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 ha! I'm gonna come and drink my 18th beer tonight. You know, yeah. Screw those people. Uh, remember, that's that's actually what led me to not to not want to be a season ticket holder for a while. There, I, I got tired of those people. It wasn't the team as much as it was the, some of those kind of people at times. Okay, some pointed comments there from myself. <laughs> Might not have been the nicest thing to say, but we'll get going finally to the Detroit game. Just, uh, yeah, I'm a fairly emotional guy at times, and just thought I wanted to get that off my chest a little bit, because of watching what some of the fans said yesterday, and uh, some of you are in that group, you know, like a, a, a lot of you are in that group that have been a part of this team for a long, long time, so I don't want you to think, I just come on here and bash the team just to get ratings and to sound cool, no, I'm a pretty knowledgeable guy, I've got about 20 years of basketball watching experience, basketball following experience, and about 20 years of basketball playing experience, too. <laughs> about that, well, 17, okay. All right, let's move forward at age of 30. All right. But, yeah, Detroit, a team that really, yeah, uh, a team that has really, really taken some massive steps backward. I mentioned that on my Twitter, yeah. I mean, what an awful, awful, awful free agency they had. Yeah, they signed two players for a decent amount of money. Not the hugest contracts ever, but, uh Ben Gordon and Charlie Villeneuve was I kind of like that name. My name's kind of cool. Boy, that just <sighs> to say that hasn't worked out is an understatement. Detroit Pistons nineteen and thirty-three, and that's after being four and two in February, after a four and nineteen stretch, horrendous. And of course, three but three of the four wins came against Minnesota and the and the New Jersey Nets. So it's not like they have all much to brag about either. And of course, that third period, yeah, I mentioned that in the Twitter too. Mm-hmm. This is one of the games I was really active tweeting. Yesterday I wasn't because I wasn't home. I could have tweeted from my iPod Touch with the internet, but I just didn't because I was just so into the game because everything that Khan was saying, I kept, I forgot to tweet on there. So I apologize to somebody out there that may have actually wanted to follow what I had to say. Hmm. Jonas Jarebko. Yeah, it's like who? Jonas Jareb who? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That guy, man. That guy could not miss for a long time. He's actually been looking good for a while. Heck, even on the crossover podcast with Rusty and PMAC, Nicks and Nets show, they were mentioning, my God, this guy can't miss. What the hell? And, of course, yeah, poor Rusty lost to the Detroit Pistons too. Or, as, as mentioned, the Nets also lost to De- <laughs> Detroit. But, folks, ladies and gentlemen of the jury... The Detroit Pistons suck. The Detroit Pistons suck. And the Wolves, uh, looked pretty good in the first half. They looked like we are going to be okay. I believe, yep, we were up by two at the half. We were having some fun. Nobody was majorly standing out. And Johnny Flynn, yet again, a little bit, a little bit erratic. But man, I'm telling you, I understand patience sucks. But with me, With me, is Ramon Sessions really that much better than Johnny Flynn? He's too, uh, I don't know. He just seems too reserved. He seems too reserved out there, and he turns the ball over about as much as Johnny Flynn. They both played about 24 minutes in this game, so it was kind of cut even in the 48 minutes. It was either one or the other on the floor half of the game, which I don't get. Uh, I mean, Johnny Flynn, to me, is already a better player than Ramon Sessions. And uh, yeah, he's a little erratic at times but Ramon Sessions had four turnovers and five assists. Flynn had three turnovers, three assists. Um, just to me, Flynn, I'm going to say I, I I would keep him in there and not worry about, you know, I just don't think Sessions stabilizes things that much, that, that the, the team plays so much better when Ramon Sessions is in there. And uh, Kurt Rambis has really been stuck on the idea of Ramon Sessions playing the majority of the fourth quarter and Flynn coming in kind of really late at the last two to three minutes. It's kind of weird. Now, I'm glad that Flynn does come in at the end. But it's still, it's kind of weird. Is Flynn that out of control that you got to play Ramon Sessions the majority of the fourth quarter? If it were me, I would have Sessions play maybe the final four minutes of the third quarter and the first two of the fourth and then Flynn rest of the way. That's the way I'd roll. I mean, Johnny Flynn, to me, he, he, he needs to play more than, than uh, Ravis has been playing him. So that's one thing I kind of just, uh, if it's me and you got a rookie like Johnny Flynn and you guys have a pretty good idea of how much I like Johnny Flynn. <laughs> I talk about him all the time. Heck, I even try to tweet him as much as I can. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten a response yet. It would be nice to hear from him sometime. Uh, man. If it were me, Johnny Flynn would get uh, a a lot more playing time than he does. He's averaging about 29 minutes a game. I'd put him about 34-ish, 34-35. Yeah, right now. What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose, an extra game or two? and I don't think you're going to really lose because Johnny Flynn's in the game and Ramon Sessions isn't. Ramon Sessions makes a lot of mistakes. He misses free throws like crazy. Uh, He makes mistakes about as much as Johnny Flynn does. Come on. You know, come on. I don't know. That's just that's just my beef, I guess, with that decision-making. Uh, Ryan Holland's a bit out of control. Lots of fouls in very short period of time. <laughs> and, yeah, Darko Milicic couldn't arrive soon enough, by the way, when it comes to that. Got a sneaky feeling Darko Milicic is going to be starting in the next couple of weeks at the center position over Ryan Hollins. Yeah. Because how many rebounds did Ryan Hollins get in this game in the 20 minutes of play? One. One rebound. How many blocks? None. How many fouls? Four in 19 minutes. And it was a pretty quick four fouls. Just out of control. Uh, He's athletic and he can hit the inside shot, but he's not this shot-blocking force that people wanted you to believe. And for a seven-footer, he is a pretty sorry rebounder. So there's my strong opinion of the day right there. He is a pretty sorry rebounder. And it's not even an opinion. Numbers don't lie, folks. Numbers don't lie. And nor do these numbers. Because as I mentioned, it was a two point game at the half, right? Yeah, this show might get a little long the way I'm rambling about one game here. And I apologize. We'll get to it here very quickly. What was the third period, folks? It was disgusting, right? Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. Pistons opened up 16 to 2 in... Oh my god. 16 to 2 in the third period. And it finished 33 to 13, and that's only because the Wolves... Had a 4 0 run at the end. Ooh, a dramatic 4 0 run at the end of the third period. 33 to 13. That is. <laughs> that isn't just bad. It's really bad, folks. It's really bad. And as I mentioned, it would have been 33 to 9 if not for that 4 0 run. Fourth quarter, things just kind of seesawed and it was boring and the team, the Wolves were done and they knew it and they lost 108 to 85. Whatever. Whatever, as Charles Barkley would say. Um, just horrible. Just absolutely horrible. And it was the last game of Brian Cardinal's career. With the Timberwolves, maybe, as his career is. The New York Knicks, of course, wave Brian Cardinal almost right away. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec, though. As we're going to get to that next game right now. Yes, the trade deadline occurred. Anton Jameson was traded by the Washington Wizards. Wound up with the Los Angeles Clippers. No, wound up, excuse me, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers gave up on getting uh, Amari Stoudemire wound up with Anton Jameson who is significantly older definitely not nearly as good of a rebounder and uh, uh, yeah I'm not convinced uh, that's going to really make the Cavaliers I'm not convinced it's going to put them over the top and this just in folks the Cavaliers are 0 for 3 since that trade uh oh yeah I'll just leave that right there um yep. Anton Jameson was going to get traded regardless, and pretty much that whole big three they had in Washington, that accomplished absolutely jack squat the last five to six years. They're all gone, including actually the fourth guy. Well, he was gone a couple of years like a year ago. What am I talking about? Larry Hughes, he has gone a while ago. <laughs> Boy, am I a goofball. Yeah, Teron Butler, Anton Jameson gone, and yeah, I don't think old Gilbert, I don't think the gunslinger will be back in, uh, in Washington, D.C., I don't think so. Yeah, Flip Saunders talking about Jamison. He says, "When your name is mentioned so much, you're prepared." <laughs> yeah, that means that Jamison was ready to leave. There's just he wasn't going to be there. Gron Butler, old Racine, as Marcus called him, because he's from Racine, Wisconsin, which is also where Marcus the forecaster is from. So they're semi-neighbors there. Oh, and here's where I start bitching a little bit. Yeah, here we go again, Mike frickin' Miller. Mm-hmm. This it's his comment on all the trades and stuff, like Karan Butler and all that good stuff. About a million people coming and going from that team. It's like a makeover, team edition, Miller said. And ladies and gentlemen, Mike Miller also had a makeover in uh, in a sense. He finally cut his freaking hair, and he's not uh, quite as passive, or at least in this particular night, yeah, imagine that. Wasn't quite as passive on, on hitting, on shooting those threes when the ball flies to him. Just shoot the damn ball, Mike. That's all you had to do last year for the Timberwolves instead of trying to be Scotty Pippen when you're not as fast as Scotty Pippen, you're not as durable, and your defense sucks. So why would you try to be Scotty Pippen when you're not Scotty Pippen? You're not as good a playmaker as Pippen either, by the way, even though it was nice to see him try to be a versatile player and, and uh, get other people involved, or try to get everybody involved is a better way to say. Um, Yeah, Mike Miller actually shot his three-pointers, and he was five for five. That got a little bit irritating, folks, just a little bit. As once again, the Wolves were playing pretty darn good. They led up for the first period, and uh, they maintained a one-point lead at half. Excuse me, a two-point lead at half. And then here it is again, folks, the old third-quarter curse for the Timberwolves, 34-21 to 21 in favor of Washington, and Mike Miller started draining threes, and I just got sick to my stomach. This SOB couldn't hit a shot last year worth. Crap, he didn't take a shot. He was crap. (laughs) Yeah, he only shot the ball eight times in this game. But (laughs) he made all five of his three-pointers, and he actually took five three-pointers. Remember last year, I don't know how many times, there was one or two three-point attempts in the entire game, and the SOB made all five. Just, uh, it was very frustrating, and it was when the Wizards were sticking it to the Timberwolves in a big way. Uh, I got pretty pissed off. Another guy, Andre Blatch, a guy who was posterized earlier this season by the outstanding, talented Ryan Hollins. And no, Ryan Hollins isn't the worst player ever, but he's not the best player ever either. We'll leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) Andre Blatch looked like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Shaquille O'Neal in this game. 33 points, 13 rebounds. Really? Really? You, you, really? You, you sure about that? Oh, and McGee looked like, shucks, Theo Ratliff when he was actually good what, 10, 15 years ago. Five blocks, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Jeez. Wow. Pretty harsh. Yeah, it was a rough game for the Wolves, folks, especially in that second half. Uh, Josh Howard looks like the same stiff he was in Dallas the past year and a half. He doesn't look so good there. Boykins is Boykins. Heck, he had eight assists in the game. Not too bad. Foy was lousy like he normally was at the Wolves. Couldn't shoot. Got a couple assists and Lottie freaking duh. doesn't look like a starting point guard in this league and I don't think he ever will be. Even if Flip Saunders is the coach and yeah, that's Flip's specialty. Coaching point guards Kevin Love at a double-double. Imagine that. Uh, Jefferson limited playing time of late, folks. Only 27 minutes in this game. Yeah, that knee tendinitis is really starting to bite Al Jefferson right now and it really got him yesterday too. Mm. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Nobody really stood out for the Wolves in this game, other than Kevin Love, Kevin Love, and well, and Al Al Jefferson. (laughs) I mean, shucks, he shot really well in the game, but he didn't get to play much. Just not healthy. Al Jefferson is just not healthy right now. Eight of ten from the floor, and that's a shame. They might have actually gotten somewhere if they kept were able to keep Jefferson in the game longer and uh, got him the ball more. That would help. It actually would. Um, But as mentioned, nobody really stood out well for the Wolves. And uh, another third quarter had... uh, Another third quarter had uh, Kurt Ram was a little bit pissed off after this game. Uh, We'll get to that in a sec here, about three seconds. Blatch chimes in, Andre Blatch. He said, all the moves I was practicing were working, so I kept taking advantage of it. There you go. I mean, heck, that's kind of how it works too sometimes. You kind of work on new stuff, stuff they haven't used in games... And then you get to be a full-time starter because a lot of the guys are gone. Think a lot of guys are eating up your minutes. And then all of a sudden, gosh darn it, it's working. I'm actually scoring now on these moves. And uh, yeah, Andre Black's looking, like, as I mentioned, looking like a lot of good players, looking like a lot of studs in this game. Looked like an excellent forward center for the Washington Wizards. And as mentioned, yes, this was the day that Brian Cardinal was, fine, was traded from the Wolves. I actually learned about this trade Possibility trade rumor on this day. It's like, oh, Brian Cardinal for Darko. Oh, that could be a possibility. That's what we were hearing earlier. I mean, at one point earlier in the day, and I was like, oh, that's new. And then it just happened boom, bada bing, bada boom. Darko Milicic is a Timberwolf. Trade is done. And by the way, this was not the trade deadline. This was the day before. So, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, for calling it the trade deadline. It wasn't, though a lot of the uh, big moves happened on this particular day. Excuse me for that. This was Wednesday, not, uh, this was Wednesday the 17th, not Thursday the 18th, but yeah, apparently the Timberwolves had been after Darko Milicic for quite a few months, the Knicks were not ready to make the move because they hadn't, uh, organized their roster via other trades that were pending, trades that they would like to make to get this deal in place, and it happened, Darko Milicic, not too happy about, uh, Even playing in the NBA anymore had pretty much given up, and uh, Rusty ranted on him on Cut the Crossover, which is available on SportsStuff.com and iTunes. First time in my life I ever heard Rusty say he hated somebody. He said he hates Darko Milicic. Because Milicic was acting all bitter, saying he didn't want to play in the NBA. Well, God forbid, he's a Timberwolf, and the Wolves want to give him a chance. Wonderful. So that's when the trade actually happened. Uh, Yeah. Kurt Rambis just blew up uh, at the walls pretty much after this game. Here's a quick comment. This is very similar to our lack of effort, guys not doing the right things, not getting the stops, not having the defensive pressure. All of that was very familiar. And yeah, the little post-game press conference, which is you know when the the, the road ones are when they're all kind of standing around him with mics and he's not at like a table, like at the home ones with the wolves logos in the background and all that stuff. Uh, he was very curt. He was Kurt Rambis. Like, very short answers. That's what Kurt means. And when he ever, whenever he had to repeat himself because the broadcaster couldn't hear him, he sounded like he was, yeah, about ready to just scream. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> like when they asked, uh, when did Brian Cardinal get traded? And he said, while we were here. Kurt Rambis did. And the announcer said, what well, was that again? Or not announcer, but interviewer asked, well when was that? And he said, while we were here. So. Yeah, Kurt Ramis, not a uh, happy camper. He didn't really want to even talk to anybody. He was a little bit too upset with how the game played out, and you can understand. He just uh, didn't have much to say other than just leave me alone, basically, without saying it physically. So, that's the end of the, uh, this review. We're going to move on. Things did not get too much better, really. Yeah, they got a little bit better. The Chicago game was a lot closer. Darker Milicic was here in town. He came. He dressed in a suit. Did not dress in a Timberwolves jersey. He dressed in a suit. It's like, doggone it. I just wanted to, you know, just curiosity, right? Curiosity. Darko Milicic. We want to see Darko, damn it. Nope, not on this particular day. It was a fairly entertaining game, but nothing all too exciting in terms of the Wolves. Though This was close most of the way. The Wolves just kind of fell apart. Again, for a while there in the third quarter, things got pretty ugly. The Wolves made a nice little kind of surge at the last second, didn't really matter all too much. Um, Wolves looked really good in the second in the first half, yet again, <laughs> they looked pretty good in the first half, actually, to be honest. It's just once again, it, things just fell apart again for the team, the team of 1707. No, the Wolves did lead at the half, yet again, yet lost the game in general. A couple of quiet. A fairly quiet third period and fourth. Wolves only had 18 points in each of those periods. The Bulls were not all that much better, but were, you know, they were better, and that's all that mattered. The Bulls were down by eight in the second quarter, but it just continued, uh, just continued to kind of fall apart. First, I mean, more and more as the game moved on. Kerramas' comment is, you could just see our guys were getting more and more frustrated. So, yeah, things just started to fall apart. The Wolves are getting more and more upset. The Wolves were, uh, <laughs> in the fourth quarter, though, was was the story of this game, to be honest. The Wolves are only 6 of 18 from the floor in the fourth quarter. Missed 8 of 13 free throws as well. Very, very ridiculous. Kerramas, again, comments, I'd never seen anything like that, <laughs> I guess. Excuse me, that was Al Jefferson. Yep, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. I guess our energy was gone. That was not Keramis. That was Al Jefferson. Ramis chimes in. Also, they about how uh, the Wolves have fair have been over four after the break. They haven't really blossomed as a team. They're still guys trying to figure each other out. They're still trying to figure themselves out. So when you take a break, you've got nothing to go back to, kind of hold on to. Um. Kind of a weird comment, but at the same time, I guess it makes sense. He's just saying there's really not much chemistry there yet. Um, I don't know. i got to think this many games in, though, you got to have something by now. Especially Kevin Love and Jefferson. Well, they didn't get to play together too much last year because Jefferson got hurt by the time Love started getting more serious minutes. But uh, I don't know. I just think that's kind of an odd comment. I'm not sure I really buy that, to be honest, all the way. I know there's been a lot of change, but it's been a while. It's not like they just got together two weeks ago. So, I don't know. That's a that's a little bit of a strange comment for me. Uh, again, nobody really stood out other than Corey Brewer yet. I think he kind of shot too much in this game. 8 of 17 from the floor. Other than that, just, hmm. Nothing much exciting in this game. Ramon Sessions getting fourth quarter minutes from Flynn, but not as many... Previously, Johnny Flynn played about 31 minutes in this game and had a nice all-around game, to be honest. Seven rebounds, six assists, 14-point effort. Uh, he looked pretty good in general. Nothing amazing, though. But looked like a starting point guard, and uh, that's the, that's what counts, to be the, To be honest, in that stretch. We're going to move quickly now onto the next game, the game of the week, the most exciting game, because there was no commercials. When there's no commercials, that's a good thing, folks. It really is. And um, we're going to get to that right now. The talker of the whole game, though, is that finally Darko Milicic was going was gonna to actually play. He was in uniform. He's going to wear the, the good old number 31 yet again. He's going to down the 31. And, of course, you get one of the highest scorers in the entire league and a guy who might even win the scoring title by the end of the year because he's averaging 30 points a game. That would be Kevin Durant, the guy who torched the Wolves last time. Dumb foul by Corey Brewer late in the game. Durant making his free throws. It was a two-point loss for the Wolves. This one, yeah, the Wolves lose 109 to 107, but that's only because the Wolves hit a three-pointer at the buzzer when down by five. So they didn't really lose by two. It just ended up that way. (laughs) You know, you get the idea. It was a nice all-around game, though, for the Wolves, actually. This was a lot of fun. It was kind of a refreshing game for the Wolves. It actually was. And, again, no commercials during the broadcast David Kahn, Glenn Taylor. I was a little surprised Fred Hoiberg actually wasn't on there. I thought he was going to be. Even saw Corey Clove and Henry Lake. Corey Kovacar of Sludge of and Lake, formerly of KFAN. Cool guys. They still work there, but they don't have their show anymore. Yeah, get the idea. Just, uh, it, it was a fun game. It's just the Wolves just did not win. The game. They just didn't win. That's basically what counts here. Also mentioned real quick, before that, Nathan Jawai was sent down about... Sent down after the Wizards game, sent down to the D League to kind of uh, get some extra playing time. Get you know, and of course the Wolves acquiring Darko Milic. If you figure, hey, you know, you, you give give Nathan, Nathan Jawai a chance to play here a little bit, since he's still eligible, being it is his second year in the league. You're only eligible for two years, your first two years in the NBA, to go to the D League. So take advantage of it a little bit. Jawai kind of was his same cell, about 6.3 rebounds. Big deal in about 30 minutes. That's, like, big deal, right? (laughs) He doesn't really stand out, does he? So now we're going to get to Darko Milicic, who did stand out in this game. His comment, I was trying to focus on breathing, Milicic said. (laughs) I was just focusing on breathing so I didn't die. Sounds kind of like a common sense guy, doesn't he? (laughs) It felt good to be out there. I didn't expect to play that long. I got tired. I kept talking to the coaches about how I was feeling. I didn't want to hurt the team because I was getting winded. Kevin Love chimes in on Milicic's play, who had eight points and eight rebounds in this game. If he keeps working like that, he'll be a pleasure to play with, Wolves forward Kevin Love said of Milosic, You can see all of his qualities and everything he brings to the table. And, gay, and, gay, and as I mentioned, folks, I just mentioned it, right? Eight rebounds. Could Would Ryan Hollins do that? No. Ryan Hollins would not do that. Tarko Milicic also actually looked halfway decent on defense. Now, the guy couldn't jump at all because, as mentioned, very out of shape. He played 19 minutes and was a factor. He even had two assists. He even had two assists in this game. One of them was a beauty. Two, a cutting. Corey Brewer, it was a beautiful pass. It really was. I was very impressed. Kind of one of those, uh, it was a give and go, fairly, er, simple, but it was a nice, really nice backdoor pass by Darko Milicic and the guy, you know, and that's one of the things about Darko. They say he can block shots and he's a good passer and he can rebound and score. I mean, that's kind of everything, right? Block shots, pass, rebound, score. That's kind of a lot of everything right there. And, uh... So clearly the guy has talent. It's more a matter of can he finally harness it and put it together here and actually play some good, solid basketball. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> we'll continue talking about the game first. Kerr uh also chiming in on, well, we'll get back to him in a second. We'll save that. <laughs> Excuse me. But this game, yeah, it was a back-and-forth game, fairly well played by both teams, to be honest. Oklahoma City shot 47%, the Wolves shot 46 so not too bad. Both teams shot over 35% from three-point range. In fact, Oklahoma City was 41%, unfortunately. Kevin Durant hitting his threes, James Harden being a little factor off the bench, still has not become a starter, and it doesn't look like he will start this season at all. Eric Maynard playing in, you know, one of his earlier games with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. The Jazz giving up a couple of uh, young pieces to their team, and a a lot of people are a little miffed by it. Eric Maynard, you figure he'd be a nice backup for Darren Williams in Utah, and then they just give away, they give away Ronnie Brewer for a draft pick. Yeah, it's a first-round pick, but it's protected, and they trade away their starting shooting guard and don't get a warm body in return. Odd. Other that's another little trade deadline deal for you. (laughs) That was, I believe, actually the last trade of the whole deadline, I think. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook had a triple-double in this game. Big factor all the way. 22.10 rebound, 14 assists. Gotta say, he was probably the best overall player in the game. Kevin Durant, that guy makes everything he does look easy. Jeff Green is a real tough player, too. He had some of the back-breaking plays for the Wolves as they'd blow an assignment and Green would just just power his way to the rim. Uh, It's a little frustrating at times. That's when the Thunder started to pull away later in the game. Flynn played extremely well in this game. Yet again, Ramon Sessions eating up a ton of minutes. Now here you go, folks. Here you go. This will really state my case in a nice way. Right here. Here's an example of where I'm getting a little bit irritated with playing ramon sessions so much ramon sessions played 23 minutes he was one of three from the floor and had two points and four assists and two turnovers in 23 minutes he left him on the floor that long when johnny flynn was hitting half of his shots had 19.5 assists game he only played 25 minutes in this game why he also was at a tear on defense and yes he had four turnovers He had no personal fouls in this game when he's guarding Russell Westbrook. No personal fouls. Yeah, Corey Brewer fouled out, unfortunately, because he had the unfortunate assignment of guarding Kevin Durant. He had to go against the team's best player. That's generally how it goes with Corey Brewer, because he's probably our top defender. Nice game for him overall, Corey Brewer. But uh, Johnny Flynn playing half the game when he's playing that well. In favoring him for Ramon Sessions, who not only plays a monotone style of basketball, and yes, he does, other than when he's actually slashing to the rim, and he, he doesn't do it all that much. Um, just very monotone game for Ramon Sessions, and uh, Flynn was 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 hot. He was kind of doing everything in this game. He tends to really get up when he's going against a, a, a good opponent like a Chris Paul, a Derrick Rose, or a uh, Russell Westbrook, and he really got up for this game. And he played half the game. Again, what the hell? What the hell? Just very strange to me. Very strange. Al Jefferson limited big time again in the second half because of that tendonitis. So now again, your question what's going on? Is Al Jefferson ever going to heal? And you know, we'll, we'll see how Al Jefferson fares tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. Kevin Love was really good yet again. Just another nice double-double game. Nice passing. Had a beautiful. Outlet pass in this game. It was a perfect pass. One of them was to Damian Wilkins, another to Corey Brewer. The guy, is just, uh, he, his, his, his outlet pass keeps getting better. Damian Wilkins had a really solid game for the Wolves as well, going against his former club. He really wanted to get up and play against them. Ryan Gomes was virtually worthless in this game. Played about 24 minutes and didn't hit a shot. Was virtually worthless in the game on the offensive side of the ball. Wasn't all too special defensively either. Against the likes of Jeff Green and Kevin Durant at times. and Just not impressed with Ryan Gomes. Damian Wilkins was the exact opposite. And uh, this is something I'm going to get into just really briefly here. It's funny how it works out with Ryan Gomes and Damian Wilkins. It seems like every game one of them plays super well and the others sucks. Basically. They have a really invisible game. This was Damian Wilkins' turn with an 18-point game. <laughs> Seven to twelve from the floor, cutting to the basket, making nice passes, doing a little bit of everything, getting some nice rebounds. Yeah, I liked uh I really liked what I saw from Damian Wilkins. He's a really good all around player. I've always uh I've actually always quietly liked Damian Wilkins for quite a few years now. Not a star or anything, he's a good role player. So there you go. So that's the end of the game reviews. I'm gonna a couple more quotes though. Well, actually, no, we're going to save those for the Darko Milicic segment we're going to have in a second here. First, the final quote of the actual game from Kurt Ramitz. We've got to find a way to play with a sort of determination and focus defensively the entire game. The players can't save themselves and wait for different opportunities. We have to have that sort of aggression and activity to the defensive end the whole time. And, yeah, the Wolves did blow a lot of defensive assignments in this game, especially when the Oklahoma City Thunder pulled away. I'll take a quick break, and we'll have a real short uh, closing segment on Darko Milicic. A little more talk about him right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. I apologize if the show is getting a little bit too long for some of you out there. Others don't mind the length, and I sure the hell don't. I enjoy doing a show that's a little bit longer. Some people don't. Uh, I apologize. We're just going to finish up here. I'm going to get back to Darko Milicic. Karam is chiming in on how he played in this game. And how, in general, how uh, Darko Milicic is turning out so far. He obviously has tremendous potential and capabilities. It was exceptional for him that he got such a warm reception from the fans. It was a great message to him that he's appreciated and wanted. He's appreciated here and wanted here. And uh, you know what, folks? That's the thing here. That's the quick thing I'm going to get into before we look at a few numbers with Darko and, uh, you know, a couple more f- closing opinions on him. Darko Milicic, in his career, he has played for, of course, the Detroit Pistons, was virtually invisible, and I don't think his reception in Detroit was all too... Warm. In fact, it was pretty icy, I got to think. They didn't really care about Darko Milicic. They won the championship right away as a rookie. And then the second year, they're like, okay, where where's Darko Milicic? What's going on? Barely got in any games at all, and they played 37 games. The third year, same thing again. Where the hell's Darko Milicic? What's the second overall pick that we got over D. Wayne Wade? Oh, boy. Whew. When you think about these names, folks. D. Wayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony. Everybody expected the Nuggets to take him at the, the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the Nuggets. Everybody except, expected the Detroit Pistons to take Carmelo Anthony. As a gift dropped in their lap, the Pistons were already a very competitive team. Number two overall pick fell in their lap because the Knicks blew it in a bad trade earlier on. Imagine that. The Knicks making a mistake when Isaiah Thomas was in front office. Imagine that. Beautiful, right? Yeah, Darko Milicic, who wound up with the Knicks later. He could have been one of them, yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, So in Detroit, they just said, screw this guy, and got rid of him. Darko Milicic goes to Orlando, has a couple of very good years. In fact, career years for him. Looked pretty decent, showed the fact that he's a defense, that he can block shots about two blocks a game. Was fairly similar in Memphis, a little less playing time, a little bit less energy in Memphis, but still solid in the time he was in the game, looked like a decent player. His reception in Orlando was warmer than it was in Detroit, but nothing like it could be here. Memphis, well, they, people were kind of bored of him. Yeah, he's a bust. Maybe he'll fill in, maybe he won't. Who's this Marko Sol guy? He's probably better than Darko anyway. Who cares? Winds up in New York. They don't give a rat's behind about Darko Milicic. New York City doesn't care about Darko Milicic. They got their own, uh, they got their, they got, they have Eddie Curry. They have the truth. Who still has yet to play a real game at this point. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Darko Milicic comes to Minnesota and, uh, fans just embrace him immediately. Because he, you know why the fans would embrace Darko Milicic, folks? Because the Timberwolves have never had a real center. Ever. And Darko Milicic could be that even if he's about what he was in Orlando. Not a star, but solid. Uh, he can block some shots, he's a good rebounder, and he'll score a bit. Shucks, he shot 50% one of his years in Orlando and one of his years in uh, Memphis. 50% in both of those years, about 51% actually from the floor. Uh, not bad. Not bad really at all. I mean, you could be a factor like that, even if that's all he really is. Still better than anybody the Wolves have ever had. And yes, including Rasha Nostarevich, because Dr. Milicic actually plays with a somewhat of a power game. Somewhat of a power game. When he puts up his baby hook, at least he's able to clear some space. Rasha Nostarevich played, like, played with his hand over his face because he was scared. And he missed. And he missed, and he missed, and he missed, and he, missed, and he got overpowered forever. It was mediocre defensively at best, if not horrendous. At least Dr. Milicic has some imposing size to his game. And when he gets in shape, hey, I, who knows? So it, it's a nice little start for Darko Milicic. I'm not ready to crown him the next uh, George Mikan or something. Yeah, that might be an old name, but hey, why not? <laughs> or the next anything, whatever. He might not be the next 10th uh, tenth, tenth uh, man off the bench here for the Wolves either next season. But it's uh, it, it, it's encouraging and... I was slightly intrigued by it because the guy did show that he can fill a role in the NBA at very least. You know, he doesn't have to be a superstar with the number two. You know that he was expected to be the number two overall pick, but at the same time, he has the enough. He has the natural talent to be something. I mean, he has natural talent to be something. He's got enough power inside. He's just he'll get the rebounds and he'll block shots, and uh, that's something the Wolves have never had. At the center position. So, all you can really do is embrace him and hope for the best. Embrace him as the center. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make this prediction yet again Darko Milicic will be the starting center for the Minnesota Timberwolves in the next couple weeks, guaranteed. In about two weeks, I'm going to say Darko Milicic will be the starting center, provided he doesn't get hurt, quit. Or just he's hit a physical wall. He cannot he cannot get in better shape, and it's like screw it. This is not a good idea. He's just going to get injured if we keep trying to play him too much. He's, he's he's just hitting a physical wall, and he needs to kind of start over next year. So provided none of that comes up, Darko Milicic will start at center, and uh, I think that I think that it, that it will happen because Ryan Hollins does not block shots. He doesn't rebound. And Ryan Hollins is bent for the bench. You always talk about energy off the bench. Ryan Hollins, energy off the bench. I mean, common sense. The guy is a—he's uh, good enough to be on an NBA roster. In fact, he can even be in a, a rotation guy, Ryan Hollins. But he's not a starter. And, yeah, sure it was cute that the Wolves won four games in a row with Ryan Hollins as a starter. But now they've lost five in a row with Ryan Hollins as a starter. So, whatever. <laughs> it's offset, folks. It's offset. Just like two players uh, follow, following each other in the NFL, the penalties offset, right? Same thing. By the way, check out Purple Mafia. <laughs> All right, this is the longest uh, Timberwolves explosion in quite a while. Almost, We're going to be about almost 50 minutes here, and I do apologize. It's because of the trade and Darko Milicic and uh interesting game yesterday and lots of games to review. Um, yeah, it's going to be some busy times, and, of course, the uh, time constraint lifted. We'll get into reasons why later on. Um, let's just say I have just a few more freedoms, a few more privileges right now than I did before, and that's cool. Um, I pretty much run Timberwolves Press. There you go, right now, which is cool. I uh, probably won't be doing the shows this long all too often unless it's, it's kind of a special edition, which this is. You had the special night with David Kahn yesterday. You had a lot, just a lot of Darko Millis. it's just a lot going on. David Kahn basically going on about how he wants, you know, hey, give Mar Miller such a chance. The fan, he's excited about how the fans are reacting, and um, and that patience sucks. <laughs> patience sucks. So there you go, folks. There you go. Patience does suck. David Kahn chiming in on that, like he will time and time again, like Trent Tucker would say as well. Uh, just a fun, fun game yesterday. Too bad the Wolves couldn't pull it out. So, we're going to call it a day here. Uh, we'd like to do you to know, Please call into the phone lines at 209 736 7877. 209 736 7877. Leave your name in town and opine. Shout out, whatever it is. Just please call in. I, I missed hearing from you guys out there. It would be uh, nice indeed to hear you guys. Bob from Minneapolis, call in again, man. I missed hearing, you know, it was it was nice that one call you made. And uh, I'd like you to. Please call in again. You made some nice points. It was pretty cool. You know, a nice way to say, hey, this team is worth the ticket sale. And yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Especially when they're basically giving the tickets away right now. And they are doing that too. Also on the sportsstuff.com, please sign up for the message boards on the front, on the upper right hand corner. There's a button that says TSS Sports. Simply click on that. Sign up, register, all that good stuff. It's 100% free and 100% fun. And, uh, We're going to pretty much call it a show now. I thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in a week with four four more games review. A very busy, busy, busy schedule coming up with the Timberwolves. I'll try not to make the show quite as long unless something really big happens or whatever. Maybe I'll have a poll out there to see how you guys feel about the show being long or short. We'll do that maybe at some point. We'll see how you guys react. I'll put that up on Timberwolvespress.com and thesportstuff.com. Kind of compare the polls. Yeah, that could be interesting. So enough of my rambling, we're at 50 minutes, so we will call it a day. We'll be back next week with four more games to review. Hopefully the Wolves can get one of them.